You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles, episode 56. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hi all, welcome back to the podcast. Hope you're having a wonderful Christmas festive season or holidays if you don't celebrate Christmas. So today I want to talk about dry January or dryuary as many people refer to it. Yes, we have to have a fancy name for everything these days. But why am I talking about January, dry January in fact, in December? We're in the midst of the party season. In fact, we're just a few days shy of New Year's Eve, for heaven's sake, the big party night of the year. Well, I want to talk about it now because how we approach this, how we think about this will determine your long-term success with changing your relationship with alcohol. And how you go into January will impact how you do dry January if that's your choice and when I'm talking about impact it's not just your results but how you'll find the whole experience right now I have nothing against dry January I think it can be good in fact great to abstain for a while in fact I've recorded a couple of uh, blog posts or written a couple of blog posts for the moderation organization on this um, subject I think it can be a great thing but I'm much more interested in the process that you deploy for dry January because this is what shows you what's going on underneath the surface and how we're programmed and how we are operating and that's what I think you know where you're going to get long-term success now for some of you doing dry January means 31 days of abstaining and if that's what you want to do that's totally fine however you want to do it but if you want more If you want this to be a step on the ladder towards permanent change around alcohol, rather than making this an annual event, then I want to make sure you're going to do just that, right? I want to make sure that you're going to be able to do dry January in a way that actually helps you change the habit instead of becoming just a way to cross off days off of a calendar. And then, you know, when it gets to the end of January, you just go back to drinking and then discovering that what happens is that you just pick up right where you left off right? Just with the same old, same old drinking. That's not what I want for you if that's not what you want for yourself. Because my work is to offer a new approach and show you how you can develop the skills to create a lasting change. I'm all about understanding why people drink and why it can be so hard to change and then helping you to develop the skills that you need to make that change lasting, right? So why wait? You can start this right now right? The moment you hear this podcast. Now, maybe you're going to say, no, 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 no. It's the holidays. You know, New Year's Eve is coming up. I've got all the family here. I've got this big schedule of heavy parties. So yes, I hear you. I hear you've got a lot going on. But why does that mean you have to carry on drinking as you do now? Or maybe even over drinking? Why does that mean you have to continue to subscribe to the story that this time of year is just, you know, excess, right? We're just going to overconsume food. We're going to overconsume alcohol. This is a serious question, right? It's not a mad question. So what is your answer to that? Why does the fact that we're in the middle of the holidays mean you have to carry on with the same old drinking? Why can't we start dry January right now or some element of dry January now? Now, you may not even have thought about this, right? Not really. So what's your answer? Is your answer, well, it's just what we do, 
right? Everyone drinks too much at this time of year. I want to have a good time. If I don't, not able to drink to excess on New Year's Eve, I'm not going to have a fun time. This is how my mates have a good time. I'll be the odd one out. So I want you to write your answers down and then review them, right? Treat this as a serious question. Why does this have to mean the fact we're in the holidays mean you have to carry on drinking as you are now? I have clients, you know who you are if you're listening, who started working with me at the end of November or even in early December, right? In December. Who wants to change their alcohol consumption in December? But here's the cool thing. They're already starting to accomplish and see results. They're starting to see it's possible to change. In fact, they are creating change for themselves in a very sustainable manner, right? We're not talking about just going dry for a couple of days and you know white knuckling through it. No, no, no. We're talking about putting in place and learning the skills to create permanent change. And here's the thing. If it's possible to change at what is widely perceived to be the most challenging time of year for changing your drinking, how does that make you feel about your capacity to change when you haven't got temptations coming at you from all angles? I always say there's no right or wrong answer, but I want you to own your decision and like your reasons. Because here's the thing, the programming is there. The overdrinking programming at this time of year is there. This is what's keeping the habit alive. It's the self-talk that we have about it. You know, that alcohol equals fun. Alcohol, wine and champagne and Prosecco is just part of the tradition. Alcohol is how I connect to all my friends when they're out having a mad time. It's fun to drink, Anna. It just is. If these are the reasons that are keeping you drinking now, these reasons are still going to be there in January. Right? You might not be surrounded by parties, but you're still going to be believing these same old things. You're still going to be thinking that alcohol equals fun. So fast forward to when you're in the midst of January, right? Perhaps you're two weeks in. The goal of dry January has lost its novelty and now it's just boring. It's like the rest of January. There's no money. No one's going out. 11 months till it all happens again. It's cold. Where I am, there's miserable weather usually. And now you can't even drink. And then the thoughts are there, right? Gosh, how I'd like to have a drink right now. It would be something to look forward to. This is purgatory. And then you start looking forward towards February and to relief and to when you can have that fun again. And you're going to start to prove to yourself through these thoughts, alcohol equals fun. And all you've really done then is just made the habit even stronger, right? Because while you might have been white knuckling through the action of not drinking, and that is a good thing. I'm not saying anything bad about that the thoughts that create your desire the thing that that keeps your drinking machine running is still operational in fact even stronger now right because when february comes or even i've heard people tell me well and there's this event at the end of january or my birthday or my friend's birthday or whatever it is there's always some reason some excuse to sort of uh, curtail dry January a little bit early. And that's all because we're just white knuckling and trying to use willpower through the month. And even if you manage to do it through a month, are you going to want to willpower your way through your life, resisting wine for the rest of your days? Doesn't sound like much fun, does it? No. And therefore, I want to offer that that programming that's keeping you wanting to drink in January when you're holding yourself back that's challenging you from starting to change your drinking, that that programming is still there with you now in December, right? You're looking for relief and a bit more excitement, 
You're looking for one you can drink and get that buzzed feeling again. You're looking to get out of this purgatory. And yes, in January, you might be sleeping better and your skin looks better and you like the early morning fresh feeling. But for the rest of it, it's just so boring and you just want to get to February. So first off, let's look at what I would call is become the traditional approach to dry January, which is blunt force, right? So first of January, the race starts, you've got to battle through, maybe you remove all alcohol, stop going out to bars, you distract yourself, maybe you eat lots of sugar, like chocolate instead, you avoid being around people who are drinking, you get your husband on board, you get your friends on board, or perhaps you pretend you're ill to not go out, you claim that you're the designated driver to avoid drinking. You kind of just grip on for dear life just to get through. That's certainly been the experience I, I've, of many people I've spoken to. And as I said earlier, maybe you have a sneaky little drink on the 28th, 29th. Doesn't really count, does it? Kind of, nearly, we're nearly in February. Because really the month's over, nearly over by then, so why not? But I want to offer it's about more than counting days. We can do many things for a certain amount of time, right? And I love willpower for tasks I have to do, but I don't want to do. One-offs usually, right? This used to be sewing on the, the labels the, for the clothing labels for my children when they went to school. Couldn't stand it. I just have to battle through it. For me, it's also things like getting the car serviced. I know all I have to do is make the appointment and show up, but I just, I just really don't like dealing garages. Another one of these tasks I just battle through is when I'm downloading and reconciling business invoices, right? But that's okay. None of those tasks need to be sustainable. They don't need to be enjoyable. I, I can just, I can just, you know, toughen up and say I'm going to do it and do it. But when it comes to wine, I just didn't want to sort of be holding myself to account every day of my life, right? I wanted to have a normal relationship with alcohol. I wanted to be able to trust myself, to be okay with not drinking, to not feel an experience would be worse without it, right? We get just one life. We do want to live a full life. So who wants to go into something thinking, well, I'm going to do this, but it's going to be less than it would have been. So no wonder so many people can't imagine life without alcohol. Yeah, it would be totally miserable to live as if you're always watching yourself, always gritting your teeth, always got to be on your best behavior, always got to enter into this battle every time you go out, always holding yourself back. And the reason that all feels so hard is that you've still got that programming going into your, in your mind, right? That you want to drink, that this will make it better, that this is just what we do. This is how we socialize and it's fun. Go on. This is how you have a good time. But here's how I like to think about it. If you're saying you don't want to go out or you don't want to be in a particular situation because you're worried about the drinking, then basically you're offloading the power to the alcohol. You are saying, I can't do this, I can't do that, I won't do this, I won't do that because of this, of the wine or the risk that I'm going to overindulge and so on. Again, giving the power to the alcohol. But what I learned is that I didn't need to do this because I learned that every drink is a decision, right? You end, we go around saying things like, he made me feel so angry, I just had to have a drink. But when you start to look at this as you were the one who were making the decision, when you stop blaming others, this happened to me when I stopped blaming others and I started seeing that I was the only, the only one who was deciding to drink was me, whatever the circumstance, then that gave the power back to me. When I started to understand 
these decisions that I was taking. I was making a whole host of them, right? I made this a decision you're making before every sip. There's a decision or more every time you pick up the glass. So I wanted to plant the seeds of a different way for you to do dry January. And here's what I have to offer. Instead of counting days or maybe together with counting days, right? It's no, nothing fine, nothing wrong with it if you wanna count days. If you really wanna count days, then that's fine, but grow your awareness. Count the number of thoughts you have about alcohol in a day, write them down, bring these to light, put them on paper, because so many things start to change the action of drinking, but, and it all happens, happening in your head, right? It's all happening way before you actually pick up the glass and you just won't be aware of it until you start to become aware of it, right? And think, of, you, we know this happens in many other aspects of our life. Think about if you're turning, you're turning right or you're going to do a right or a left turn in a car. Think about all the things you do way before the car completes the turn, right? You're deciding to turn, you indicate, you adjust your row position, you maybe you're slowing down, you're looking in your mirror, you're double checking before you turn, you're getting into the right gear, you know, you are moving in, in the, over into the road, you're checking for obstacles. Each of these actions has a decision behind it. It's just easier for us to see it, right? Because we're actually physically doing something. So we're physically changing gear, we're physically turning the wheel, we're physically looking in the mirror. And while it might not be so obvious to us, the same thing is happening before you drink. We are evaluating all these things. There are many, many different decisions that are going on, but they just happen super quick because the brain has put them into a little program. So start by writing them down, become aware, because this awareness will pay huge dividends. These thoughts that you're writing down now, these are the reasons you say yes when you find it difficult to cut back. And then as the next step, I want you to start to question them. If you say something like, I just love the taste, really? What about the taste do you love? I mean, really, really, really. Do you even know what the taste is? I used to love Chablis, right? Just used to love it. It was, it was the best taste. Now I just think of white wine mouth, frankly, right? I, I see that I had the story about the taste and it was just that, it was a story. So once you start to see all the things, all these little reasons you are drink, you're drinking, right? These, all these little thoughts, these are the things that are keeping you going. But do you even believe them? Do you even believe what you have written down? Or even you say, well, yes, wine is delicious. I do believe that, Anna. Then my backup question to that is, well, is that thought serving you? Is someone who can take or leave drinking going to be walking around thinking wine is so delicious? And when you are starting to build this awareness, then I want you to look at what you really want. Right? Because if we're not counting days and holding ourselves back and just focusing on or sort of white knuckling our way through it, it's time to get curious about you as a person and just to what you really want. Right? Things like, how am I feeling right now? What do I need in this moment? Why am I avoiding, why am I avoiding those friends or why am I avoiding how I'm feeling? What would my life be like if I didn't have to distract myself right now? Think about that one, right? So all those who want to say, I'm going to distract myself and then the urge to drink will pass. What if you didn't have to distract yourself? What if I didn't need to give myself an excuse as to why I drink? What if I can just accept that there was something I wasn't getting in that moment? And that's why I'm wanting a drink and then being curious enough to ask what that is. 
What if I didn't need anything from anyone to make this change for myself? Right, what if my husband can carry on drinking as much as he likes? Totally fine. I don't need anything from him for me to make this change for myself. People don't have to be more supportive. What if I don't need anyone to change or act differently? Do this enough and you'll start to see the skills you need in order to make this permanent, right? This change permanent rather than barreling through a dry January. Because think about it, even if your husband, your partner is willing to ease off drinking throughout January to quote unquote support you, does that mean for you to be successful for the rest of your life you need others to do that? I mean just how think how unrealistic that is. But that's okay because you have everything you need within you to make this change for yourself and stick to it. Because you're going to see that making this change has very little actually to do with the alcohol. It's all to do with you. It's all to do with how you want to feel and how you need to feel in that moment to feel calm and relaxed and in control and in whatever emotion it is that you want to be feeling in that moment. So that's the episode for this week, short and sweet. But really, it's to think about, I really encourage you to think when you do dry January, that it's not just as ticking off the calendar exercise, but think about the skills that you want to develop to make this change permanent, whether you want to abstain for life or you just want to cut down and drink now and then. And if you need help with this, this is what I do. I help people change their relationship with alcohol so they feel much more in control and they're able to then just go ahead and live their lives without worrying what's in their glass. I have room in my one-on-one calendar. You can apply for coaching by going to 90dayslater.co and at the top you'll see a big blue button, book a call. On that call we'll talk about where you are, where you want to be. I'll create the plan that will help you reach your goals. And then it's up to you whether you back yourself enough to want to do that. So do you want to make dry January an annual event? Or do you want the one coming up to be your last? All right, that's it for now. I will see you next week. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.